You're listening to the Over a Drink podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, sharing testimonies and putting purpose to pain. My name is Mitch Parsons and I am your host. The Over a Drink podcast and I'm home. I'm I'm back where I belong uh sitting in my basement with my actual mics and my actual gear and um i recorded a podcast i let it i released it last week and i recorded it from a a hotel room in minneapolis and i hated it (laughs) i loved who i podcast with kaden is the man we had a really cool conversation but listening back to my audio I'm so pissed. It sounds so bad. And it's because I used no offense to Yeti. Um, it's a great <laughs> mic, but it's also just not what I, I never thought I'd become a podcast, like audio snob, <laughs> but I spent so much time trying to make my audio sound pretty. And when you record something like, and it just comes in crappy, there's no fixing it. Like I just, <sighs> so here we are episode 114.4. <laughs> uh, I have uh, one of my best friends, uh, my brother, literally, <laughs> my big brother. Um, yeah, don't forget it. Yeah, shut up. Uh, across from me, uh, we are uh, recording a podcast, uh, which is a long time coming, but it's really cool because I'm actually so excited about it's God ordained uh, this timing. And so mm-hmm. uh, Jake Bakken. Um, is across from me. Jake, Jake is Jake is annoying. This is why Jake's annoying. Jake is good at everything he does, and it actually pisses me off. It's he was no, it's true. He was a youth pastor, um, and then he's like, you know what? I don't want to be a youth pastor anymore. I want to go be a worship leader. And then he got a job as a head worship leader at the <laughs> church. Um, and then he's like, yeah, well. I'm also, you know, just going to be super smart and creative and other things too. So screw everybody else. Um, but Jake is great. That's two things. That- no, <laughs> no, you're funny. See, look at you being hilarious and a smart ass at the same time. Um, no, Jake, Jake is, you're smart. You're worship leading and you're a leader as a youth pastor you somehow convinced milana to marry you i don't know how you did that um she's great you're like kind of great great. i guess um (laughs) you guys didn't know mitch is talking about worship but he can also sing he won't tell no, you that, but he can. So no, I cannot. No, they've heard me sing on this podcast. Sing. I literally sang Taylor Swift a couple episodes back, um, and it's bad. Um, but Jake and I—it's uh, crazy. Uh, so he's six days older than me. Uh, yep. We did the internship together, mm-hmm. and I was talking about this the other day with some of the incoming, or no, some of the residents as they were like packing the bags for the new interns. And I was like, guys, you literally never know who mm. they're like. Cause they're like, isn't it crazy? Like we're all best friends now. And a year ago we didn't know each other. I was like, yeah, imagine me. I walked in and my future brother-in-law and my future sister-in-law were both sitting next to me. And I yeah. had no clue. <laughs> like, um, cause Jake and Milana met during the internship and got married after it. Uh, not during it. 
They were, we have a group chat called MJ's life group because they would ask Jess and I to hang out constantly so that they wouldn't hang out by themselves. And then Jess and I would just, yeah. And so Jess and I would just basically babysit them. Um, I mean, I am older. Yeah. But we just established that. Yeah. Older, older does not imply wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Jake, uh, I, I want to give you a second to talk about yourself. I know that you don't like to do that, so I'm going to make you uncomfy. Um, but you have, let's say you're, we don't agree with Vegas anymore. On the last episode, I said Vegas sucks. I agree. Vegas sucks. It's a place that's called Sin City. Like, <sighs> yeah, I hated Vegas. Vegas? I've only walked through it, but hated it. We went and like... I think I've talked about this a little bit. I wrote about it more on my newsletter. Substack. Uh, Go subscribe to my Substack. It's mitchparsons.substack.com. It's just uh, basically I'm not on Instagram anymore. And so I like to draw and talk about stuff. It's I put podcasts other than my own that I listen to. I put music. Um, I have a corporate call to prayer. It's the idea is Mm -hmm. to equip you for your weekly um, opposition from the enemy. Uh, It's just a fun thing I do. But I talked about it. Um, with like, there's certain places that you get off the plane and you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. it is heavy it. here. Yep. Like, um, Vegas is one of those places. Um, so we're not going to go to Vegas. We're going to go. What's like the cleanest place. You can do? We're going to go to Bozeman, Man- Montana. There were, I don't have hotels there that are more than multiple <laughs> stores. We're going to go to Austin, Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho probably has a, a building that's taller. <laughs> um, you have six Maybe floors. Not. Maybe not. You have six floors. Uh, of elevators, there's got to be a Hilton in Boise. Does it stop floors. in between each floor? And, yeah, and you're with my daughter who has clicked every single oh, one yeah. of them. So you have about a minute and a half. Who so are I you? really only have like ten seconds because Benny's just talking the whole time. She's yeah about you. She's obsessed with you. I love her. Love her. Um, okay, six floors. Um, I'll I'll do less than six things. You're at five floors. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I like Mitch said. I am a worship pastor in Denver, uh, Colorado. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I am married uh, almost three years coming up uh, in October, Whoa. which is crazy. That is crazy. Um, but I married uh, my intern sweetheart, if you will, which is <laughs> a stupid thing to say. I don't know why I said that. Never called her that. <laughs> um, but no, we met. never called her sweetheart. <laughs> She nope. would hit you if you called her sweetheart. Uh, we met uh, during the internship with Mitch, like he said, um, in 2018. Uh, before that, I had not lived anywhere but Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. Um, he didn't out. live on a boat. Didn't live on a boat. Um, but do say, don't you know? And and he brought lots of bags with him. Yeah. yeah. And bagels. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. So, uh, went, uh, came to Colorado and, um, I feel like the Lord just called me out here for a season of growth and change, but I had no idea what that would look like. Um, and little did I know I would, um, I would meet my wife. I would, um, be able to do life with some of the the best people in the world. And, and now I get to, um, be out here with family with Jess and Mitch and, um, yeah, just a very, very special uh, season, a very sweet season. We love our community um, at our church, at our job. 
Alana also works there. Uh, we recently found out that we are pregnant. Yeah, you are. first child. <laughs> uh, and we found out that he is a boy. And he is a boy. Um, <laughs> and that is very exciting. Um, Jake, Jake, I'm so thankful that it was a boy because if it was a girl, not that he would have convinced been, it was a girl. He was wrong. I Okay. Being a girl dad, I don't know what it's like to be a boy dad. I just know how freaking awesome it is to be a girl dad. And I wanted that for you, <laughs> but being like, Jake was trying so hard to give the whole, like, if it's a girl, I'll still be happy. But like, it no, was I so, been. it was so blatantly obvious how bad he wanted a boy. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> so, but I would have been, you would have been. I told Milana this, I, before we like ever met and, and talked, I was always like, I want a little girl. I want to be a girl dad first. Yeah. Well, and all your niece, like all up until Rosie, all of them were girls. So that's mm-hmm. all you've known. Mm-hmm. And being able to be like proximity wise, so close with Benny and then having so many nieces, uh, I'm, I was like, okay, I, I'm not a dad to them, but I get a little taste of what it is to, yeah. to have girls. So I don't know, something clicked. I think Milana always wanted a boy. And again, she would have been happy too, but um, yeah, we we're having a boy. We're very excited about it. <laughs> very, very excited. about. It. So just an idea we have, let's see, the Bakkens have three, the Leedums have two, we have one. And there's one boy. So it's five girls and a boy. And now, and now Jamie's pregnant. Two boys. Two, Jamie's pregnant with another boy. You guys are pregnant with a boy. Yeah. If Jess and I were to ever have another baby, which God willing, <laughs> if it were to be a boy, we almost have leveled the yep. playing field. That's insane. You're, That's crazy. You're, my mom and dad have one baby, like one grandchild. Your parents are about to have their eighth. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. That is insane. That it is. Christmas is about to be crazy. If, yeah. If it even happens, I think Christmas might get canceled <laughs> as a family. <laughs> this, this, so I tell this story a lot um, to give people a, a picture into my holidays. <laughs> um, I am introverted. People don't believe that if they know me, but if, if they know me from the outside, they don't believe it. But if they know me actually... I am very introverted. I love people, but they are exhausting to me. Oh my goodness. And I say that, but I'm just like, man, we spent a long time with Jake and Milana. Like Jess will literally be like a full day at church. And she's like, you want to see if Jake and Milana come over? And like, no offense, Jake. I'm like, no, I want to go home. I'm like, I want to go home and I want to like, just sit for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, Christmas. So Julian <laughs> and Glenn have a, it's not a little house. It's a little house in comparison, in contrast to the amount of people that we squeeze right. into it. Um, Which is 16, 16 people, not including, including all the aunts and uncles and cousins that yeah. come over. Yeah. Uh, so the first Christmas I was there, it's like, and when it's there, it's like Jake and Jess is, I guess he's my brother too. Josiah, bring, he lives 10 minutes down the road, brings his whole family over and they have sleepovers. And so there are 16 people staying in a three bedroom house. Yeah. Sleep or sleeping on the couch. People, there's, and it's, floor, it is the floor. Basement. It is, it is from when you wake up at six o'clock because there's babies yep. to when you go to bed at midnight or one, because once the babies go down, yeah. It and and it's non-stop. Jake and Jess thrive in that. That is their. That is, I. I'm not gonna say I hate it because I love it, 
but it's not vacation for me. It is like, I, I come home and I'm like, babe, I need to recover from that. And she's like, let's do this and this. I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm, I am, I am out of commission for the next month and a half. It's movies, board games, puzzles, non, Legos, Legos, non babies, babe, doing like sledding hills. Yeah. It's fun. But they found me my first time. I found a literal like his dad has a Lego room, which is insane, by the way. I might post a picture on the Substack uh, <laughs> of it uh, when they post this on Substack. But he has a Lego room, which has categorized walls of Lego pieces. Um, he will literally go find a kit and then go thrifting and piece together yeah. the Lego pieces. Yeah. Um, which we're all so thankful for because <laughs> grandkids are going to love, love it. it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, but I was under his table just with my headphones on in the dark, reading my Bible on my phone because I needed a second. And they just, they will never let me down about that. Cause they're like, remember that time that you had a mental breakdown? And I'm like, remember that time that you induced a mental breakdown? <laughs> Jess um, tells the story though, that she found him rocking himself underneath the table. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I had to, so that's I, the I had story to I stick to. <laughs> I had to self-soothe. It is a real thing. Um, Mind you, this table is not a big table. <laughs> I'm like bumping my head on the table. Like, um, but okay, all that to say, <laughs> family is really big. And so I'm really excited uh, that uh, that Jake is here because, man, we have dreams. Jess and I have dreams. Um, we're going to run our own podcast. We just are so busy and we, we just need to freaking do it. Um, it's going to be called marriage on the mic and it's going to be the idea is to bring other couples in, uh, and just to talk about marriage in the same capacity that I talk to men here, like no bar, no hold bars that you're not saying no, nothing held back. Sure. We'll say that, uh, authentic, authenticity, um, transparent, real, um, I want to talk about arguments that we have. <laughs> I want to talk what? about it. Jeff, don't do that. You fight in marriage and Instagram isn't the reality. What? <laughs> um, I do the dishes the right way, Jess. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I do the dishes, <laughs> Milana. <laughs> um, but I, we want to do that. And I think it'd be so fun to have the four of us. I have two more mics. I have the capacity to record it. So keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, but the fam family's really big and I'm really excited. I'm honored that Jake, while we're 17 minutes in, we haven't even started talking yet. Um, that's okay. Uh, but Jake, um, I say this a lot. Um, testimonies are, they're linear mm. more often than, well, they happen linearly. Uh, revelation on why things happen does not come linear, linearly. Um, the Lord likes to loop back around a lot. Um, and so the telling of your testimony, um, doesn't have to be A to Z. It can be C to F. It can be F to Z. It can be X to A, B, C, D, X after Y, <laughs> X to Y. Um, uh, it can be X to Y back to A to explain why X makes sense. Mm. Um, and so I don't want to put any kind of box on this. We prayed that the Holy Spirit would share on this mm -hmm. podcast, um, what he wants to be shared. It's his story. Right. Um, history is his story. 
Um, God, there's so many Christianese things that just make <laughs> me want to throw up, but I just recall them so easily. Um, the Christian girl posts on yes, social media. Yes. Um, the dandelion tattoo that turns yeah, into sparrows. Man, I'm sorry if you have that tattoo. <laughs> um, you are still loved you are, by I, the Lord. I had, I had a Christian fish tattoo made up of two different Bible verses, of which one was Philippians 4.13. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I have no room to talk. Um, Sometime Mitch needs to tell you about the two tattoos he wanted on his biceps. No, Actually, no, that was Jess. Yes, and I am not going to share that yeah, to, to cover my wife. Yeah. Um, you can ask her. You can ask me off mic. Uh, <laughs> call me about it. Um, uh, but I uh, would love to give you the stage to just say, hey, what is the Holy Spirit um, prompting you? What is mm. he... Where is he leading you? I know, um, you know his voice and, and I trust you. Mm. Um, and so I'm honored for you to be here. I'm excited to hear what honored you have to, to share. Um, and with that, go. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Mitch, thanks. Um, I'm excited. This is, um, like he said, there's a long time coming. We've literally been talking about it and I'm over here four times a week and somehow, we just haven't gotten down to the basement to do this, but our um, wives are really needy. And if we're within, if we're not I within, say that. if I did fight me, <laughs> um, if we're not within arm reach of them at all times, they're like, Hey, what are you doing? Why are you not giving us attention? <laughs> this, this is very true. <laughs> um, I will say, I think I need to make a side note because hearing myself talk into like this mic and, and have having this conversation, I'm realizing Moana Milana. This is why I'm saying this. Um, she always tells me I say her name wrong, um, which I'm like, okay, I don't really understand that. But um, I'm, I'm recognizing that as I'm talking to the mic, I'm like, oh, I did. I said it. I said it <laughs> weird that time. So babe, if you're, if you're listening to this, um, I know your name is Milana, um, but I just will probably not say Milana every single time I say her name. But um, yeah, this is a long time coming. This is a is just a special thing. Um, Mitch and I have, have walked through just lots of things. He's walked me through lots of seasons and lots of things that, um, that I've, I've walked through in life and I've, I've gone through, um, and we've just been able to do life together in a really special way. Um, Jess and I have been super, super close forever. Um, so when Mitch and her got married, um, it was just an added super, super close friend and brother and, and person in my life. So it's just really special. Um, but I mean, along those lines, I'm thankful for, um, just thankful for relationship, thankful for, uh, people that you get to do life with and highs and lows sounds really cheesy and stupid, but it's real. Um, there's so many things that you walk through in life. And so, um, I'm just thankful to have, have people in my life and have Jess and Mitch and Milana in my life, um, to just, do life with. It's really special, but yeah, as, as, um, as Mitch and I were just talking about this and talking about what this could look like. Um, I, even as I'm just sitting here, I feel like something, a, a word that, and this is so Christianese, but it's true. It's just who God is. I think a word that like describes, um, that my testimony in the journey of life that I've been on is faithfulness and, um, the Lord remains faithful and he doesn't, that does not change. Um, but I've just really, I've really seen uh, the Lord pick me up out of seasons and pits and and darkness um, and seen him really like transform 
my entire perspective on life because of his goodness and because of his love and because of who he is. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up, grew up in a church, grew up, uh, going, going to, going to church and, and, and really middle school, high school is the time where I just took that for, for myself and took that, um, um, took that seriously for the first time. And it was like, okay, I'm not just going to church because my parents want me to go to church. But, um, yeah, I grew up and I, and I feel like I was always the kind of guy who, who said, Hey, I don't, in high school, I was like hearing these people share their testimonies, hearing these people share their stories as pastors. I was like, I feel called to, to, to be a pastor. I feel called to teach. I feel called to, um, to share the gospel. I feel like, and again, that is such a, like broad statement because you can share the gospel doing whatever you want to do. Um, but I, I felt called, but I just was like, you know what? I don't know if my, I don't know if I have the same kind of testimony. I don't have, I don't, do I have a pastoral testimony? And I, I felt like the Lord just, um, I, I wrestled with that for a couple of years. And, and I wrestled with the fact that like I grew up in the church and um, yes, I was not, ever perfect, but I grew up in the church and I, I saw the faithfulness of God in my life and in my family for, from the moment that I knew how to see that. And yeah. the, the moment that I could see that, um, my family's walked through things. I've walked through things, but the Lord has always just been faithful and I've always been, um, I've always felt him near to me. Um, and I say that now, and there's times where that, that closeness in the moment was like, God, where are you? But looking back, I'm like, you were always close. You were always there. Um, but yeah, faithfulness. I feel like the Lord has just brought, um, brought me through things, brought my wife and I through things, brought my family through things that, um, just looked really, really, uh, gloomy and looked really, really dark on one side. But at the same time, um, looking back on it again, it was just like very clear that the Lord was there. Um, and so honestly, uh, just Mitch and I talking about this season, um, the season that we kind of just walked out of and are walking into this season of, of looking back and be like, okay, God, you've been there the whole time. Um, yeah. And, and Milana has, has shared our, our story a little bit of the last couple of years. And, um, I haven't really had like a, a platform to share. So I'm thankful to be able to do this and, and hoping that the Lord uses this, but, um, we, we walked through a season of, um, and I also want to say I'm a balancing statement guy, so sorry. But I also want to say like I I don't want to I never want to minimize what someone else is walking through because I know um, that what what we walked through is our story and it's our journey. But everyone else has a story, and um, to everybody's own mind and to everybody's own story, it can it can feel like the end of the world. It can feel like the deepest pit. So, um, this was just our pit. This is the thing that we walked through recently, but, um, yeah, um, talking on the Lord's faithfulness. Um, but, but definitely was in a season for the last uh, couple of years of being like, Lord, where is your faithfulness? Because, mm-hmm. uh, from a young age, um, I felt this and, and getting to know my wife and talking about, future and and plans. We both felt this from a young age, um, that we were, we were like, the Lord has called us to two things and it's marriage and family, it's marriage and, uh, parenthood. Um, and so we really, um, we really desired to have a kid. We really wanted to have a baby. Um, Milana will, will tell you that from the moment she, uh, got 
her wedding band on her finger after she got her, her engagement ring. The moment we got married, she was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm ready. I'm done. I, the, I want to have a kid. And for me, I was like, well, let's, I mean, let's, let's take a second. Let's, <laughs> let's breathe a little bit. Let's be married. Um, let's go to Jamaica impulsively. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um, things like that. Just wanting to do life a little bit, but her being like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the back of her mind, she was like, no, I want a kid. Um, not telling me about it as much as she could have, but <laughs> Um, the moment that, uh, Benny was born was actually the moment that we were like, listen, we both are like, we're ready. We want to have a kid. Um, I love all of my nieces and nephews. Uh, but the moment that we just had one super close and we were able to do, um, life so closely, it was like, okay, we, we want this. And this is, this is like the, the, everyone's picture and stories, but this is what we want. This is what we desire. Um, so we, started um the process of of just like really like <laughs> i don't just being in a spot of being like okay lord like we we want your timing and all of this but like we're we're ready like we we want to want to have a kid so started trying and started just like really um really being a season of of praying about it and being a season of like okay lord like prepare our hearts prepare our minds prepare all this which by the way you're never you're never ready. I, I'm not even a dad yet. And I know I'm not going to be ready. <laughs> I think that, I think that the, the more you get to the place where you understand that you're not ready. Yeah. The closer you move to being ready. Yeah. Cause every day as a dad and I've, I'm only a dad of one, I can't imagine two or three, <laughs> but every day you're like, Oh crap, that was new. Yeah. How do I adjust to that? Cause yeah. right. dang. Yeah. Sorry. To, no, like, you're good. No, no, no. And we, you and I were even just talking about, like you can prepare for a season of pregnancy on being on the other end of being the, the husband to, to your wife who's pregnant, but both of you have no idea what you're walking into. So you don't have to be ready for that either. You can, you can trust the Lord in all those seasons and all those things. Um, but yeah, so we, we were like, okay, Lord, like prepare our hearts, prepare our minds. Um, and we, we expected like, okay, this will, this might take some time. This is, this is normal. Like it's normal for it to, um, to not happen right away. It's normal for, um, it's normal to, to wait a couple months. It's normal to, um, for it to take some time. And, and so we, we kind of sat in that normalcy. Um, and then as time kind of went on, we were like, okay, this, this, is this still normal? And we would Google it and we would ask friends. We'd be, we'd ask doctors, we'd be like, is this normal? And everyone's like, well, it's different for everybody. So we're like, okay. So it's just, kind of still normal. And, and we're in a spot of where we don't have to, we don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. Um, but as time just goes on, um, it, in your mind, what, what is normal becomes, um, becomes in your mind and, and can transform to like, I'm the only one walking through this or there, this is, this is not normal anymore. And, um, which again, not to minimize because every, <laughs> everyone's journey is different. But when you're, when you're in it, you're like, why is this happening for us? Why are we not able to get pregnant? Why, why is this the journey that we are on? Um, many moments of, again, knowing that the Lord is close because, um, because in seasons of, of feeling like the Lord is not close, you just look back on his faithfulness and know that he's always been there. Um, but that doesn't minimize what you're feeling when you're in it. That doesn't minimize the questions that you have when you're in it. Um, and so for us, we just, we, we were in a, a season of coming over to Jess and Mitch's and being like, 
pray with us and, and sit with us. And, um, honestly, a lot of times we didn't do that because you don't want to talk about it and you don't want to have conversations and, um, you don't want to put more worry on your spouse because, um, you're worrying about it and you don't want to, um, you don't want to admit that this is the season you're in all the, all the things. And I feel like the Lord just, um, the Lord was always close, but, but we didn't see it because we were so wrapped up in the season that we were in, um, which just a side note, like the Lord sits with you in those seasons and he knows where you're walking through in those seasons. And also, um, even when you don't, I'm sorry, <laughs> get a mic and preaching, but even when you don't like know what the Lord is doing, he knows what you need and he knows, um, he knows what you're walking through. And I feel like that is, um, that is just the, the testimony that I've seen is, is like, even when it doesn't make sense, um, he's faithful and he's good. But, um, in that season, that was one of the last thoughts that was on my mind. I, I just, I wanted to get out of the season that we were in and I wanted to, um, we wanted to see the, the outcome that we wanted. Um, and so, um, getting back to just kind of the, the journey, we, we were at about a year when we really decided like, okay, is this still normal? No, probably not as normal. And we, we should start maybe having some conversations and start, um, doing some things. So long story short, um, my wife, Milana does not have a thyroid. So there was a whole bunch of things with that, with hormones. And so we were like, is that going to be, um, is that going to be a, an issue in getting pregnant? And it, and it wasn't, thank God. Um, it wasn't like a, a problem, but in the back of your mind, you're like, well, is it, and, and is our case different? And so we had seen her doctor many, many times and she had gotten like a, a check off, uh, the checklist of like, Hey, no, you're good. Like everything's okay. You're, um, you, you don't have to worry about it. And the doctor looked at me at one point. I was like, maybe it's you. And I'm like, cool, sweet. That's a nice, that's bed exactly what I want. Yeah. Thanks for doing it that way. <laughs> um, so we really, I mean, it was, it was a journey of, of just deciding like, okay, are we going to really dive into these hard questions and consultations to figure out if there's actually something wrong? Um, all the while, um, feeling like in that season too, um, what, what used to be a, a strong prayer life would quickly turn into a, um, I'm going to pray when, when I need it. And, and what used to be a, um, a like close relationship with the Lord and a close sense of, of knowing he was there turned into, um, I actually don't know if he's there and I don't know if he's listening. And so I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to still talk, but is it making a difference? I'm going to still have a, a conversation. I'm just going to pray, but is it making a difference? And, um, and that's, I mean, that's coming from me who has, has like walked through things and, and been around, um, people who love and fear and know the Lord. Um, and have taught me that. Um, so, if that is something that like you are walking through of, of feeling like the Lord is not listening, um, you are not alone. That is not something that you are ever alone in um, because the Lord um, is always close, but, but we have to, we have to trust. Um, that's what faith is. We have to trust mm -hmm. what we can't see and what we can't hear and what is not right in front of us. And so I think that's something that the Lord's just, just tested me on <laughs> is, are you going to listen even when you can't hear my voice? And are you going to, um, talk to me even when 
sometimes you don't hear what I'm saying and, and why, why you're not hearing my response. Um, and I've always just, I've always learned to, especially in this season that like, even when I cannot hear him, um, I know he's close. I know he's there. And, and there's something in my mind, there's something, um, in my relationship with him or something in my world that is blocking me from hearing his voice. So it's quieting all the other noise. It's quieting all the other things so that you can, you can hear closely the still small whisper. I think that's something that, that God's just taught me. Um, but we, yeah, we, we, we've been in this, we were in this journey of, um, okay, now we're going to start having some consultations and some conversations. And, um, we would have moments where we were like, oh, is this like, we, we never had a positive pregnancy test, but other symptoms that would tell you, oh, you might be pregnant. That might be a thing. Um, and, and no, no, uh, no actual, uh, positive pregnancy tests in those seasons. So it was just, it was just this long lengthy time of just waiting and trusting, um, but also not knowing how to trust and, uh, fearing because you don't know how to do anything else. And, um, there was, there, there were moments where, um, I mean, the tension it causes in the home, the tension it causes in your marriage, um, just so many things of, things you don't want anyone outside of those four walls to see or know. Um, but you know, for a fact that, um, <laughs> that it's the hardest thing that, that you you've walked through and it's the hardest season and, and you're trying to walk through it with your best friend, but because it's hard for both of you, then it becomes hard in your marriage. And so, um, yeah, just not wanting to like share the details. I mean, Mitch and Jess know everything, but there were so many moments where we, we didn't share something because we were, we were just ashamed, which is so silly. And, and we were scared, which, um, is natural. We were fearful, which is, um, definitely something that we don't have to be, but it's something that, um, again, can be natural in a season like that. And when, when you're in a season of unknown, a season of, um, despair or a season of just like hurt. Um, and so, yeah, we, we, we would hide uh, some of the, some of the arguments. We'd hide some of the feelings. We'd hide some of the real raw um, emotions. Um, but uh, the Lord was always close, even when we didn't feel it. And and He always knew those emotions. He always knew uh, what we were feeling and what what was going on. And He always knew the right thing that we needed to come back together in our marriage to to be like, okay, we we can walk through this together. We're we're in this together. Um, and a side note to, um, being, being the husband in this situation, being the man in this situation, um, there are so many things that you don't feel that your wife feels, um, that your spouse feels and, and it is okay to not know. It is okay to not know exactly what to say and what to do. Um, but it is, it is vital for you to be praying for them. It is vital for you to be, um, petitioning to the Lord on their behalf, because when you don't know, the Lord does, yeah. uh, when they don't know, the Lord does. Um, and so that's something that the Lord taught me too, is that I, in these seasons of, of frustration, because I'm not understanding exactly what Milana's walking through and she's not understanding what I'm walking through, but on a whole nother level, it's, it's just different for the mom. It's different for the wife. And so, um, and you also, sorry, as, no. as you say, like, there's levels to understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, I think it's wise of you to recognize, like the recognition of you being like, man, I don't understand. And as men, we hate that. Yeah, We are fixers. <laughs> we yeah. are like, 
And and so even like big you, insecurity. Yeah. And and the thing for like what you're saying, you even take it one step further. But like one thing that I've learned is like they actually just has had to teach me. So I guess I still learned it, <laughs> but is like you can't have an answer for everything. So in those moments, like as you're praying, your physical presence yeah. is all they want. They yeah, want you true. to sit and be a shoulder or sit and hold them yeah. and sit and just let them cry. Yeah. And in those moments, it is so hard not to be like, okay, let's lay out the variables. Let's find a solution. We're going to fix it. We're going to make you stop crying. Yeah. Cause you're crying. I hate that you're crying. I hate the hurt. And you, and like right. in your situation and in a lot of situations, you can't fix the hurt, right? but like you can sit and you can petition and you can yeah. pray and you yeah. can hold them. Yeah. And man, That's that good. is really, 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 really hard. <laughs> um, Cause I'm yes. like, I'm like, oh, A, B, C, D, fix it. Okay, cool. Um, right. It's but, like, well, this is what we're both walking through something similar, the same thing, whatever. This is what's helping me. So it must be what's going to help you. No. Um, and vice versa. It's not. That's not what it's always going to be because there are two genders, male and female, <laughs> and they operate very differently yeah. in their brains. Yeah. And a woman thinks differently than a man. Yeah. And, and that's okay. And that's how it's <laughs> supposed to be. That's right. how the Lord made it. Right. And so I think that there are roles in the home. We can get in a whole other thing. There yeah. are roles in the home that the men are wired to fill. And mm-hmm. there are roles in the home that the women are wired to fill. Yes. That might piss off some people and step on some toes, <laughs> but don't wear open toed shoes around me. I will step on your toes. Um, so, uh, sorry, Jake. No, on. you're good. You're good. Um, so yeah, just all, all the emotions of feeling things and, and feeling different things, the same things, feeling like we understand each other in seasons and then other seasons, we really just don't understand what the other person's feeling because it's, it's just different. Um, but we kind of, we got to a point where we had a consultation for me because again, the doctor was like, it might be you. Like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, we had a consultation for me. Um, and we were like, okay, well, if we need to get some levels tested, we'll figure out what this is. Um, and that whole, there was, there was peace around that consultation. It was great. Um, but we walked out of it being like, there was just like this moment and, um, I can't even necessarily pinpoint where we were. I probably could if I had my wife right here because she has a better memory than me. But, um, there was just a moment where we were like, we t- we took a deep breath and we were like, we just need, we just need to breathe. <laughs> we have been holding our breath for uh, a year and a half and we have been, uh, waiting on a promise, uh, for a year and a half. And, um, we just need to breathe and we need to stop stressing. We need to stop, um, letting it be the, 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 not, not the fact that we want to get pregnant, but the fact that we can't get pregnant, we need to stop letting that be like the, the hot topic of conversation in our home. Um, and so went to that consultation, left it and, and felt like it was like, okay, let's, let's breathe. Let's take a second. Let's take a moment. Um, and so we decided to take two months of stopping stressing and worrying about it as much as that is possible, which what it, it might not be in a season, but, um, for us, we felt like the Lord just gave us this release of like, I'm actually going to almost distract you and give you, you, you have trips this month. You have, um, big events at your work this month. And I just felt like the Lord was like, I'm going to give you the peace that you need to, to get through these couple months. And 
and we were fully, we were not like, we were going to stop trying and we're going to do whatever. We were fully like, let's take a couple months, let's breathe. And then let's jump back on it because we want. By stopping trying, yeah. you're saying like, you're not tracking ovulation. You're yeah. Not, you're still doing the married thing. Yes. You're just yes. not. Right. 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 You're yeah. just not obsessing over like, oh, you have this exactly. window. We need to have sex 17 times exactly. over three days. Yeah. Just the details of like, yeah, the, the pressure of, yeah. of trying to get pregnant. Um, and and the science behind it, if you, whatever. Um, so yeah, we, we just, we, we decided to take a, a two months and, and honestly, those two months were like, we, we, we were, we were able to breathe and the Lord gave us our breath. Um, he gave us the ability to, to rest. He gave us the ability to, to sit, which just did not feel possible. Um, so even when we talked about it, it just did not feel possible. It did not feel like it was something we we would be able to do. Um, and we were pleasantly surprised because the Lord is faithful and he's good and he sees and he knows, he knows what we need. And honestly, he was the one that dropped that idea in our mind. It's, it wasn't us that came up with it. So um, he knew what we needed because he created what we needed and he created that, that space in that time. Um, and so we, we, we breathed, um, we, we sat and we, we were busy with work for a little bit and we spent time with our, our family. We spent time with Jess and Mitch and Benny and we just spent time, um, investing in relationships and investing in each other. We, um, we, we went out, we, we stayed in, we just like, we, we just spent time just being together. Mm. Um, and as the time kind of, I mean, I think it was even like a month mark where I was like, Oh wow okay, we haven't talked about this. We haven't, mm-hmm. or we haven't stressed over it. Obviously we've talked about it, um, but we haven't stressed over this. We haven't fought over this. Um, we haven't had tension because of this. Uh, we had tension because of other things because you'll always have tension. But um, so it was, it was like a month in and I think we had a conversation a week later. We're like, okay, are we, I asked Milana, I was like, are, are we ready? Like in three weeks, are we, are we going to be ready to start back up? Is that, where's your mind at? Where's my mind at? And we just had this conversation. We're like, okay, we are, we are ready. Um, and so that was, uh, kind of April, May was that time of this last year. Um, and my birth is at the end of May. So it almost, at the end of this time, like towards the very last part of it, it was like, okay, let's distract ourselves with Jake's birthday. And Milan was like, I'm planning all this. I'm doing all this and very thankful. I had a great birthday. Thanks, babe. Um, but, um, in the back of Jake's mind, he's thinking to the song from middle school that has to do with his birthday. Uh, yep. You know yes, 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 yes. And yes. making a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so we just, we were, it was a, it was like a, a great kind of like, I feel like it was just like a, a gift that the Lord just gave us in that time um, to just spend time together. And um, I'm thankful for that time with, with my wife um, and with Milana as, as we walked through, we were walking through and, and just a time to breathe. Um, and towards the very end, again, it was, it was around my birthday time. Um, I'll tell this from my perspective. Um, Milana tells it a little bit differently, but that's okay. Um, but um when we were about a week away from my birthday, um, uh, there was a couple times where this happened, but the Lord woke Milana up and was like, Hey, go take a test. And, um, she went and, uh, took a test and it was negative. And then the next day she was like, okay, I'm going to take another one. And it was negative. Um, and then, uh, we, we were, it was, 
sorry, this was a Thursday night. So Thursday nights are crazy <laughs> for us with our job. Um, so we had like a really late night and it was, we were planning on sleeping in on Friday. Um, and the Lord woke her up at five 30 and said, Hey, go take a test. Usually. And the other times, honestly, I would wake up and I'd be like, what are you doing? What's going on? And, um, I didn't wake up. I'm a really light sleeper, but for some reason I didn't wake up this time. Um, and so she went and she took a test and at five 30 in the morning, uh, found out that she was pregnant. And so, um, her, her immediate like reaction was to, like scream and cry and be so happy, but she's like, Jake's asleep and I can't do that. And I want to figure out a way to tell him. And, and you have to understand that surprises like are the lifeblood <laughs> of the Balkan family. Jake will be like, He'll have done something like make dinner and he'll be like, so babe, I have a surprise for you at home. And she'll it's, walk in it's and he's like, I made dinner. Clean the house. And she's like, well, you told me you were going to clean the house and the house needed to get cleaned. And so and Jake's like, done. what surprise? <laughs> so she, she found out I stayed asleep. Um, and, and she had a really sweet moment with the Lord, um, just thanking him and, um, just being able to to celebrate that um, just between her and the Lord, which is she's really grateful for. And I think we haven't really even thought about that, that as much and talked about that as much, but the Lord's just sweet like that um, and wanted to sit with her in, in that season and in that moment. Um, and then she woke me up and was like, Hey, get dressed. We're, we're leaving. I have a birthday surprise. And I'm like, it is six in the morning, which sure. Great. I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm like, it's six in the morning. You want me to, it's, it's May. You told me to put a sweatshirt on. Like what, what is going on? Like, where are we going? What are we doing? And so I'm thinking we're about to like get in, get in the car and go somewhere and go do a little day date. Like, thanks. Great. Thanks, babe. Um, and she leads me out to the the living room and sits me down on the couch and hands me a box. And in this box we've used for like anniversary gifts and things. And I was like, okay, what is going on? Um, and it's empty basically. And I'm like, okay, there's nothing in this. So great gift. This is really cool. Um, but something is like moving around and I was like, Oh, these are, she's doing a little like scavenger and these are the car keys. And I open it up and it's a positive pregnancy test. And the moment like that moment, I will relive in my head forever. Mm. Um, the, the joy, um, the relief, the, um, the excitement, the togetherness with my wife, the, um, yeah, just the, all the things that we have been feeling like piled into that moment. And so we were just so thankful for that. Um, and I'm just so thankful for that, but I've been telling this to people and I've, I've told this to my wife, but I'm careful how I say this because obviously I'm so very excited to have a baby and so very excited to have a son. It was just insane. Um, but um, in that moment, while that excitement was there, the relief to be like, oh my gosh, we can get pregnant um, was, was there. And, and again, I don't say that to minimize, but I say that to be, um, to, to say that no matter what the story is, the Lord will be faithful and, and he will, he will take care. Um, and, and he'll provide the things that you need to either walk out of the season that you're in or to walk through the season that you're walking through. Um, and that was just a sweet moment with the Lord for me is it was, it was, it wasn't, Oh, I mean, yes, it was, we're, we're going to have a baby, but it was, um, Lord, you are faithful and you are good. Um, and again, I, I hope that doesn't minimize anyone's season of, of, um, negative tests and of, 
um, constant disappointment in this area. Um, I, I don't ever want to put myself in anyone's shoes that has walked through something that I have not walked through. Um, but at the same time, I just know, and I've seen, um, in this area and in so many other areas, the faithfulness of God and the way that he has just provided the way that he has just shown up and the way that he has just taken something that looks very, uh, dark and gloomy and, and has just made, um, just made like not per- perfection because we're never going to be perfect, but he's always perfect, but he's just made it to what he wants it to be. Mm. Um, and that's, yeah, that's the thing that, that we have been walking through. And now we are in a season where, um, we constantly get to celebrate, but we also, <laughs> because we're human are constantly still worrying <laughs> because we don't know. We have no idea. Um, we have no idea what to feel. And, and there's moments of, of like true, true joy, but then there's moments of true, like, Oh my gosh, we're going to be parents. And Oh my gosh, is, is everything okay? And, um, so in, in all the seasons of life and in, in all the seasons of pregnancy, trying to get pregnant, um, the, the thing that the Lord is teaching me is to like, remain close because when you remain close, you will, you will just, you'll recognize that I'm there and you have no reason to fear or worry. Um, Moana said this to me yesterday as we were literally driving. Um, she had her hand on my neck and she was like, do not worry for tomorrow worries about itself. And, and, and those, that is not something we are called to do. That's not something we have to do. Um, but because we're human, we, we still do. And the Lord is with us in it. But, um, I feel like the Lord's just teaching us to lay aside our worries and our fears. And this is one of the last things I wanted to say about this is Jess actually, um, the Lord gave her like a vision. Um, Jess and Mitch have been to our place, not as much as we've been to theirs because we are better siblings, but, um, when you have a baby who needs to be asleep <laughs> by six thirty and won't sleep anywhere Mitch, else, what are we going to do in six months? Your baby will sleep in a car seat. Okay, then what are we going to do in a year and six months? We're fighting. This we'll, is what we'll figure it out. Okay, and we'll, that will cross that bridge when that time comes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, they've been to our house to so Jess has a very clear picture of what like our our place looks like, our apartment. Um, and we have in our living space, we have our couch and our table. Um, and Milana is a, a great um decorator. So our house, it looks very aesthetic and, and amazing. And Jess just got this picture of, of that, of, of that room in our house. And, um, she got this picture of us sitting together, um, on our couch. And she, she said that like there was a Holy spirit bubble, if you will, um, surrounding us, holding us like completely and and all of these fears and worries and doubts and stress and anger and emotions, which again, all those things are real. So it's not, (laughs) we're not void of them because we're human, but all those things were surrounding us, but we were inside this bubble that was just, we were held by the Holy spirit. Um, and the one that she really emphasized in, in this vision was, was fear. Um, because we had so much fear, so, so much fear. Um, and and I'm just thankful for Jess sharing that because that is a picture that I will have in my head for forever when it comes to fear of the season that we were in, fear of the season that we are in, fear of something else in the future, fear of um, other things. And, and I just, I feel like the Lord has like 
very sweetly and gently given us that picture from Jess that we now get to um, hold on to for the rest of our life. And yes, in this season, um, we are, we're like choosing to, um, even though we're human, <laughs> I keep saying that, I'm, I'm sorry, balancing statements, but even though we are, we, we're choosing to give our fears to the Lord and to, to lay down the things that we are thinking and to lay down the things that, that we think we need to carry as humans. And the Lord's like, I just let me carry it. Let me hold it. Let me hold you. Um, and we truly, truly just feel held in this season. We truly, truly just feel um, the presence of the Lord just surrounding us completely. Um, and yeah, it's the Lord is just good. And and this is just another re- way that he's been faithful. Um, but I've just, I've recognized and seen um, that that will never change. And it will always look different. His faithfulness will always look different. It will never look like exactly what you want it to look like. But um, he, he does what we need and he cares for his children the way that a, a father would care for his child the way that I hope to, I mean, I'm never going to be like Jesus like that, but I I hope to be able to care for my child um, in the ways that he needs. And so the Lord knows our needs. He knows our hearts. He knows, um, he knows like who we are and he sees every single part. Um, Something I just say all the time is I I hope that when, when I talk to people that are in seasons of, of hardship. Like, I hope, you know, and I had to say this to myself is I hope, you know, that the Lord sees notices and loves you. Like that is, he, he notices the the little moments that you, that other people don't notice and that other people don't see. Um, he knows your heart. He knows, he knows everything that you're thinking. He knows the dark things, he knows the good things. Um, and he's with you in all of it. And so that's, that's just what we've seen. We've seen the Lord's faithfulness. Um, and we're, we're celebrating, um, we're thankful, we're grateful because of the Lord's faithfulness and, and we're celebrating the fact that um, he sees and he knows us. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I mean, we're ecstatic. <laughs> we're very excited. Um, we're very, very excited. And and we're just trusting that the Lord is, is going to continue to be in this uh, for the rest of our lives and, and our baby's life. So, yeah. yeah. You're having a baby. <laughs> uh, man, I think that these things that you're talking about are, <clears throat> I appreciate you making all the balance statements because it is, no, but really like, because not having been in your shoes, mm-hmm. but having been in things where it feels like you're talking about this, but you don't understand actually. Yeah. Like it is so hard to, it almost feels offensive when you're in the when you're in the moment and someone's like, just rely on the Lord, man. Just do it. Just like and you're like, no, F off, dude. You don't get it. Like, yeah. but I just want to encourage those people that are in that season to yeah. be like, man, he can handle that. And even that is probably gonna piss you off, me saying that. But like, it's one of those things. And I also think that like faith is like a sign curve, man. It's like, there are going to be seasons. I mean, you, and maybe it's not right, but in our humanity, there are going to be seasons where you're like, God, I am really mad at you right now. Mm. And I like, like go read the Psalms. David at times is just like, God, do you hate me? Mm. Like, are you like, have you forgotten about me? Do you like, God can handle that, man. And it's like, Recently in my life, there, there within the last six months, there was a legitimate time where I'm like, God, I don't think I know you because mm. <laughs> everything that I thought I knew about you, 
it's not there <laughs> right now. And it's like, yeah, because God is infinite and he is also has so many faces that we don't even see. And so I would just encourage you if you're in that season, whether it be like a season of trying to have a baby, a season of health stuff, a season of loss, a season, I, I would challenge you to say, Hey God, like, where are you in my anger? Yeah. Um, because here's the thing, go read the old Testament. God also gets angry. You can relate to him about that. He understands. Um, and so like, that would be the one thing. And then the second is like, Jake, like the fear that's like, if I can encourage you Mm -hmm. and to anyone listening. And I, when I say this, I say this from a very humble position of understanding that I am almost two years into being a dad. Um, Jess would say three years because the minute that we found out we were pregnant, she said that I was a dad and (laughs) it just, you don't, until you hold that baby, you doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like it. It just, it's different. It's different for the, for the mom. She feels the baby, but I'm like, but anyways, that fear thing I'm having to learn is a constant surrender of laying it down. Um, because if we're going to speak honestly, and I'm the one that's guilty. So I'm speaking about myself here is like, that is a lack of faith in the Lord having, being provident and being all omnis, omnipotent and omniscient. Um, cause Benny was, Benny had inner, in, uh, like inter utero, uh, mm-hmm. health things. Mm-hmm. I was scared for nine straight months that my baby wasn't going to like make it out. Yeah. Um, and she's perfect. And she's perfect. <laughs> and like, I look back and I'm like, man, why did I, why did we sit up crying? Oh, you love something so much. And then when she came out the first time she coughed, I'm like, she has pneumonia, RSV, figure it out. (laughs) Or like the first time she twitched weirdly Mm -hmm. as a baby whose brain is still developing post utero. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, seizures. Like she's like, I need to figure, like we need to go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. So like fear is a large tactic of the enemy. And as a dad, you want to fix everything and you want to be the protector. And and there's just some things that you have, all things that you have to be like, Lord, (laughs) she's not my baby. The amount of times that I'm like, God, she is my baby. You gave her to me, but she is your baby. And that is like, and I have to trust. And here's the thing. Oh, this is so hard, man. Like, our, in reality, the Lord cares very little about our earthly bodies and he cares so much more about our spirit. Mm. And as a dad, I could sit here and be like, I've had conversations with dads who are like, man, they, whose baby is like severely disabled mm. or severely hurt, constant pain mm. where they're like, I just wish the Lord would take my baby. Mm. I can never fathom that mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, even at the most like blunt, I hate to say it, it's just the reality is like, God, my fear over my daughter's earthly body is so unjustified because you, you are more concerned about her heart. Mm. And I say that I'm like, wow, I don't practice that. Mm. I sit here in a moment when I'm not. when I'm not having to worry about my daughter's giant freaking tennis ball contusion that's coming out of her forehead because we were going around Nordstrom rack (laughs) and she fell off of a suitcase and hit her head. Um, as I'm driving to the 
emergency rooms, like and Jess is like, babe, it's okay. And I'm like, don't I literally snapped at her and I feel and I apologize. I'm like, don't talk to me until I know that my daughter's okay. Yeah. Like I need her to because I caused this. I'm like, I need this needs to be just to, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. I love you so much. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um so I say all that, but like fear is something that's never gonna go away. Yeah. And I think the Lord is constantly teaching me, teaching you, he'll be teaching you the proper response to it. Mm-hmm. That's good. And the response to it has to come from a grounding of who he is and what the reality of our time on earth is too. Mm. Um, Because our time on earth like is so temporary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the fear and the moments that you spend worrying about your daughter, my daughter, your son, Mm -hmm. and you look back at it, I look back and I'm like, why, why did I freak out about that? It was a cough, mm. but I spent four days researching RSV mm. um, and it's natural. It's human and it's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I just, uh, man, thank you for being so transparent and so vulnerable. Mm. I appreciate it. Um, of course. I just, I was literally, I got distracted for like a good, like, oh, don't you dare stop recording. Um, <laughs> my biggest, my biggest fear is like, and it's happened. I have PTSD of like recording and then the entire recording being gone. And I'm like, man, these things are fun because they're one off Holy yeah. spirit. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to record it again. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, Oh, I got distracted for like 45 seconds while you're talking and thinking about when you guys told us. And I literally was sitting over here like tearing up crying. <laughs> um, the best reaction. Uh, it, was, it was just, just blood. Bloody murder screamed. I, yeah, that was, I thought you just said Jess's blood. I'm like, <laughs> no, she didn't. She, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she just screamed. And then Mitch was covered his face. So was <laughs> laughing. Started crying. Man, you're going to have a baby. And I, I just, I think that that would be uh, my prayer for, for anybody who's listening to this is that, comfort in in the discomfort of what the waiting is and I think honestly an understanding more of the Lord that there are reasons behind it Mm. and maybe as much as you hate to hear this maybe having a baby isn't in the cards maybe that's not in the Lord's plan and I pray for like a a peace and an understanding and a revelation from the Lord and like a divine comfort in, in his will, because we don't pray like, let your will be done. Your kingdom come. We, we, we do pray that we don't pray let your will. And then also the things that I want to. Yeah. Um, and that is like the ultimate, the ultimate laying it down of dreams and of like what you thought you wanted. And, I say that as somebody who I, I haven't had to do it with parenthood. Mm. Um, and I don't minimize it, but I've had to take a, a similar approach about other massive dreams in my yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and I just pray for marriages that, that are going through this, that, yes. that the enemy would not, have any kind of divisive power. He 
hates marriage. He mm-hmm. hates family structure. He hates, there is a reason why he is twisting like the definition of marriage. He loves the fact that, that, that he can define culturally what is acceptable and yeah. what is not. And yeah. cultural is not biblical. Mm-hmm. And because it is legal does not mean that it is right. Mm-hmm. And like, I firmly believe that the enemy uses these kind of things. Man, you look back to um, Baal worship, Baal and pagan worship, a lot of it was around fertility. Mm. Um, and because being a parent is like the core desire of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so if he can get you to start worshiping other things mm-hmm. in the in the pursuit of being a parent, run that in line with the fact that God is a jealous God mm-hmm. and he is dividing you from the Holy spirit and he yeah. is putting, he is grieving the spirit. Yeah. You are grieving the spirit through your pursuit. <clears throat> so my prayer would just be that marriages would be able to withstand those, that opposition that, that men would not feel a pressure like Jake f- felt of like, we can't fix it. There are certain mm. things that you cannot fix. You physically cannot take your sperm and deliver it to the egg <laughs> and say, Hey guys, be friends and fertilize. <laughs> like you can't, you can't do that. Um, I don't know if anyone would want to do that. <laughs> what's the movie where they shrink down and they go into the nose? Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones. <laughs> but <laughs> Osmosis Jones PG-13 edition. Yeah. Gross. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, man, Jake, I uh, won because we're at an hour and seven, which is actually a lot shorter than last week. Last week, uh, I asked this question to Caden, and then he started talking about the Holy Spirit. I was like, we're not going to stop Amazing. recording. We're going to go for 40 more minutes. Um, but I told you, I'd lo- I have two questions. Hmm. Take however much time you want because... I, as Josh King, said the other day, cause he started going off on stage and kids rock doesn't, or the kids ministry doesn't love when we go over because they have very tight windows. Mm-hmm. And he said, what did he say? He goes, I don't answer to kids rock. I answer to the Lord. And I feel like he's telling me to say this. So <laughs> I don't answer to the standards of podcasting and timetables and windows. Um, so with that, answer this question, these questions to whatever degree mm. that you would like. Um, we can answer in whatever order. Sure. Uh, what's one thing that, if there is anything that the Holy Spirit's like, hey, don't get off without saying this. It doesn't have to be related. It could literally be, hey, brush your teeth before you go to bed. Um, gum, <laughs> gum disease is real. Um, or, uh, and also, uh, what is one thing that you would say as someone who has walked through it, um, that you would say, to someone who is currently walking through it? And what is one thing that you would say to yourself that you wish you could have said or known two years ago mm-hmm. when you guys started trying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to answer in different order. Um, first question or sorry. Second question was, um, what would you say to somebody? Um, I feel like the, the words that literally just dropped on my heart when you said that Mitch is it's okay. Like it's okay to feel it's okay to um, have emotion. It's okay to um, to to be angry in moments. It's okay to um, yell at the Lord. He can handle it. It's okay um, to cry. It's okay to um, it's okay to to like 
flesh out those emotions in in a healthy way. And sometimes it's going to be unhealthy and the Lord can handle that if you're fleshing it out with him. Um, it, it's okay to, to feel. I think that is, I mean, the, the amount of times that uh, I will have a conversation with not as many as you, but that, that I'll have a conversation with a guy where they, they won't be showing any emotion in that conversation. I'm like, it's okay to feel it is necessary to feel it is important to feel. Yeah. Um, the Lord sees it all and he knows it all. Um, he feels with you. Um, he empathizes with you in your like deepest hurt. Um, it is, it's hard to imagine, but he is hurting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's hurting for you. Wow. Yeah. Um, did, sorry, I don't know if you had something. I know I was saying. just saying, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's okay. It's okay. Um, the Lord can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself grace and um, give more control to the Lord. And also, um, give him more credit that he can handle all of those emotions because he created you with them. Mm-hmm. Um, for myself, um, I, I think I would say to myself, sorry, I think I would say to myself, um, if the Lord promises you something and if the Lord tells you that something is going to happen, um, no matter what the season you are in, um, it's going to happen. He fulfills his promises. Um, They might not look exactly what you want it to look like. They might not, the outcome might not be exactly what you thought. Um, But if you have truly felt like the Lord has promised you something, whether it be yesterday or 20 years ago, um, and you're still waiting on that promise to keep keep waiting and keep praying um, and keep trusting. Um, But in the middle of it, it's okay. (laughs) Um, Because he, he knows, he knows your desires, but he also, um, he knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling that no one else knows. Mm. Um, even the person sitting right next to you or doing life with you right, right next to you. Um, and, re- and really quick, yeah. uh, just to scripturally back that on the, he fills his promises. Yeah. Three examples. Uh, David was anointing, anointed king. 30 years later, he he was right, king. Right. Uh, Abraham was promised to be the uh, a kid. A hundred, it was a hundred years old. Um, yeah. it, it took a long time for him for that promise to be fulfilled. And uh, the final one was Jesus. Uh, yeah. He was he was prophesied and promised to be yep. the coming king yep. and 33 years it took for him. Yeah. Uh, 30 years to begin his ministry. Yeah. And then wasn't it 33 yeah. when he was crucified yep. um, and actually fulfilled what was promised to him. Right. And his promise was not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I say that even like the Lord is righteous and he is just, and he mm-hmm. is going to fulfill his promises. Mm-hmm. It just might not be on our time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Jake said it all beautifully. I just also wanted to back it with like, Oh, that's great. Here's like my citation. Yes. Yes. And, and I mean, even just to echo that, like the stories of faithfulness, that is, if you read Hebrews 11, <laughs> yeah, you read Hebrews 11, you read all the stories in the old Testament and, and just seeing how the Lord remained. Um, even when someone else didn't remain close to the Lord on, on their end. Even when someone walked away, the Lord was still there and he was still present. Um, so, um, and then what was, what was the very first question? Um, you don't, and there might not oh, be an answer. Yes. Is there something on your heart where you, um, and it doesn't have to be related. It can sure. be. Sure. Yeah. I've, I, when you said that, um, the word community just came into mind. Um, um, and for everyone, not, not just any, um, 
all the the men listening to this podcast. I know that there are women that listen to this podcast as well. Um, but community is is crucial, um, and the Lord has put the people in your life for a reason. Um, so find those people that you can bear all with. Find those people that you can share everything, um, because that's what that's what you need. Um, <laughs> he he hasn't just put them in your life for. Um, for, for you to just go to when you need them or go to when, um, when you want to talk about surfacey things, he like community is something that the Lord has designed and, and people, um, he's designed us to live life with people and to be, um, to encourage each other. Iron sharpens iron. He's, he's, incur- he has designed us to, um, to not do life alone. Um, I can't imagine what this last season would have been even, I mean, doing with my wife is yes. Like, like being in community with my wife is huge. Um, but I cannot imagine if we would have been like alone in this, in this season and not have people to talk to and not have people to walk through this season with us. So, um, but at the same time, balancing statement, I could have, we could have done better. We could have had more conversations. And so, um, well, the enemy uses shame yeah, to isolate and yeah. like the 100%. Lord, the Lord put me Jess in your mm-hmm. life any other person, right? I yeah, just, yeah. Um, for a reason. Right. And the enemy knows that reason and he doesn't want you to use. Yeah. And so he's going to tell you, hey, you're silly for feeling that way. Yep. Hey, you shouldn't feel that way because that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, wrong. 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 Um, dude, thank you. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Um, so hour 15, here we are. Uh, this <laughs> is... Um, this is important, man. I think being able to find people who, because I know that there are more than just Jake and Milana. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole purpose of this podcast is to unify people on like common grievances and common hurts. Because like we just talked about, the enemy tries to tell you that you're alone in it. And if you can't have somebody who can put purpose to their pain and teach you about the lessons they've learned by walking through the storm, so maybe you can avoid the storm completely or not, in, not avoid the storm completely, but at least avoid the eye. Um, and so, man, if you would share this with somebody who the Lord's putting on your heart. Yeah. Um, if as I say that there's, this is what's going to happen. I would say that you're going to hear it. You're going to think of person X immediately. You're going to get a reason why not to share it Mm. with that person. Um, and that's going to be the enemy. And so this is my challenge to you. Rebuke that thought, even Mm -hmm. vocally say, ah, no, that is not from the Lord. And then also take a step of faith that might make you uncomfortable because, um, we're not called to be comfortable. And my wife said this the other day. I didn't, I actually didn't hear it. I had a friend tell me that she said this on stage, but like the Lord is worth your discomfort in worship. Mm -hmm. And that's the Lord is worth your discomfort. I sat with a girl named Hannah yesterday. She's on the prayer team. And she was like, my biggest conviction when I am given a word for somebody, she's really shy. She doesn't like to talk to people. And she's like, if I'm given a word for somebody and I don't share it with them, she goes, my thought is like, what if they go home and their life, it never changes. Mm. Or what if that word was for them and they went home and they hurt themselves? Mm. She's like, and so my thought is, is even on like a, 
a bigger scale, what if that person needed that word to find the Lord? Mm. They needed to listen to this podcast to get through the season that they're in. The enemy does not want you sharing it. So yeah. if if there is a name that pops your head, share it and just do it. I'm not I don't care about the numbers. There's <laughs> I don't make money on this podcast. I don't know. I don't do anything. This podcast is for you. Um, it's for me selfishly because I love to hear stories and I love mm-hmm. to talk to people. But it's for you and for your friends, and it's to glorify the Lord. Um, so go check out my Substack. Share this. I sound so sad. Go check out my Substack. <laughs> um, man, this was so fun, Jake. I we're gonna do it more often. Yeah. I'm about to turn this room into a. I'm moving my podcast studio to an actual office. I had a friend who is renting out. Uh, he's leasing a whole office space and he has an extra office. He's like, dude, if you want to move your stuff here, I'm like sick. So I'm making my office a guest room because I'm tired of people having to sleep on a couch um, because I got a new bed. And so the bed's moving down here. Dude, <laughs> crazy things that get you excited when you're an adult. <laughs> new beds that have adjustable necks yeah. or heads. Shout out to snoring. I'm not going to tell you who snores, but someone in my home snores. Um, Hoagie. <laughs> Hoagie's the worst. He follows me around and snores just to piss me off. Um, I'm like, dude, go away. Any other part of the house. Um, but anyways, man, until next time, you guys. Peace. Adios. <laughs>